Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days, or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So good evening. Um, It's dark outside, very dark. That's kind of part of my sermon tonight. It starts feeling to me like I don't have enough time. It's like dark at 4.45. I'm supposed to go to sleep or something. Um, it, It just starts feeling claustrophobic at this time of year to me, that I don't get enough done. And I've heard a lot of people also talk about in the last um, couple weeks, four or five people say to me, that they can't wait until 2019 is over because it's been a really hard year for them. They've had a hard time with something, maybe um, unexplained illness or death of close friends or you know people that they're close to moving away, sick children, unexpected financial losses, misunderstandings at home, um, and all of the lost sleep and insecurity that can come from that. We start feeling a scarcity of time to devote any time to anything outside of just our daily grind of getting up and doing our work and eating and going back to bed and repeating over and over again. Um, And this feeling of chaos and darkness and imbalance of this time of year is also when we have our apocalyptic prophets that start to speak to us in these last few weeks of the church year before we begin again in Advent. So these apocalyptic prophets tend to they testify to the ongoing relationship between God and God's people throughout history and give voice to the struggle deep inside every human heart for a secure future, to know what our future is. 
They bang this drum of our human condition of fleeing from God's mercy and love, as well as the interventions that God has to bring us back again, over and over again. The Old Testament prophets speak into our anxieties and insecurities because they are the ones that voice the questions that are on our minds that we want to ask God. The why and the when and the do you love me, God, that just plague our understanding of Scripture and what it all has to do with our life right now. So today we have a reading from the penultimate chapter of the prophet Isaiah. It's a little background for the book of Isaiah. It's from the 6th century B.C., and Judah, uh, or the kingdom of Israel, is stuck between two warring powers. So there's Babylon to the north, and there's Egypt to the south, and Judah's kind of stuck between these two big, mighty, warring countries, and Babylon wins. And as part of that, they take Judah, or Israel, captive into Babylon. And this, what this means for the people of Judah is that all of their ways of staying connected to God or feeling connected to God for them, which is Jerusalem and the temple, are gone. The temple has been destroyed, and they are now in Babylon, um, feeling like God has abandoned them. What has happened? Um, life has changed forever, and their, their question and their cry is, has God left us? Um, part of that is this abandonment that we can feel when we don't feel that God is listening to us, our prayers are going unanswered, we have kind of that, that time where we don't understand if God is even listening. So that abandonment uh, was really well addressed, I feel, by Charles Schultz. If you know him, he also writes the Charlie Brown comics, but he also wrote a couple of books, and out of one of his books is a very memorable description of the feeling of this abandonment. And this is what he wrote. There must be different kinds of loneliness and abandonment, but the most terrifying loneliness is not experienced by everyone and can be understood by only a few. I compare the panic in this kind of loneliness to the dog that we see running frantically down the road, pursuing the family car. He's not really being left behind, for the family knows it is going to return. But for that moment, in his limited understanding, he's being left alone forever. And he has to run and run to survive. So like the dog in the story, we're frantic to know that we will not be left alone. And we run and run also to survive. So one of the best books I've ever read on this topic with this theme is a book called Ellen Foster, which is written by Kay Gibbons, who is an author from South Carolina. And the protagonist of this is a 10-year-old girl named Ellen. And she recounts how despite all of her efforts to keep everyone in her family together and healthy, um, it doesn't work. So her sickly mother dies despite all of the care this 10-year-old is giving her. And also after that, her father drinks himself to death. She moves in with her rich, wealthy grandmother, who also dies. And so Ellen decides that there's a pattern here, and the pattern is me taking care of people who die. So it must be about me. It must be about the way I take care of people. And so she decides that she has to have a little talk with Jesus about this. And as she's packing up to leave her grandmother's house, not knowing where she's going or what the next part of her life, everything looks empty in front of her, 
This is what she says. As I laid out my clothes and folded them to leave, I reminded Jesus that this is not the way a girl needs to be. I told him again to please settle up with me so I could be a pure girl again and somebody good could love me. So Ellen sees a real family that she wants to join, and so she tries to fool them by just taking on their last name. Okay, you have to remember she's 10 years old. She just renames herself Foster, which is the name of this family. So she's Ellen Foster, and she thinks she'll she'll just blend in with the family and they won't know that she doesn't belong to them because she'll have their last name. And so she starts using their last name at school, and her social worker takes her aside and is like, what, what's up with this? Like, why do you have a different last name now? And she tells him the story, and he tells her that that is not their last name. They're actually a foster family. And she is just empty in front of her. She doesn't have a family. She feels that this means she can't join this family now. But she, this is filled in for her because she is like that dog that's running and running and running trying to survive, but she is then welcomed into this family where nobody dies. Everybody stays alive, and she does not have to take care of anyone. She is loved in that family. So Tanahesi Coates, this is my last illustration of this, has a new book called Water Dancer. It's a wonderful fictional book if you haven't read him before. He's a wonderful writer. And the main character is named Hiram. And Hiram is very scared and abandoned and alone and doesn't know what's going to happen to him. He's a very young slave boy. He's four years old, and his mother is sold to another place, and he lives on his own as a four-year-old until an older woman and he connect. She has lost her children. They've been sold, and so she takes him in, and these empty places in both of their hearts are filled up by this connection that they found in each other. So the line that I see coming through this and through our Isaiah is there where we humanly see a void or a space or a nothingness or something that is empty in front of us, like feelings of abandonment by God, maybe an estrangement from someone, a spouse or significant other that we feel distance from or a family member, the loss of a dream or a relationship, maybe the end of a job, the next step after graduation, the retirement, that God sees a space to create in. God does not see something empty, but to continue to be your creator. God's power is in creation out of nothing, ex nihilio out of nothing. So we do not have the eyes to see or the ears to hear what Almighty God is doing in the world or in our lives. But in our scripture from Isaiah, God is assuring the exiles and us that he is still creating. He is the creator. When you feel that there's nothing left, that there's nothing happening, that there is something happening. So listen to the words from Isaiah for God. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. 
So Jesus Christ is God's new heaven and new earth because we are saved from our nothingness by the creation that we are in Christ. Fleming Rutledge writes, It is the breakthrough from heaven that is foreseen in Isaiah's cry for help. The heavens are understood not as a place far off in the Empyrean, but as the domain of God's power. This desperate cry is that of those who recognize that they have come to the end of human resources. They cannot feel God's presence but they continue to cling to the thought that he is there nonetheless and that they have no other help. Even when God seems hidden, his power is operative whether we recognize it or not. So the heavens are not the far-off Empyrean, although I have to admit I had to look up that word because Fleming Rutledge's vocabulary is greater than I in mind, so it means the farthest heaven of light. It's the seventh layer of heaven where is most light. God's voice in Isaiah reminds us that He is the power who creates our lives, our everyday walking around life, the length of our lives, the places we inhabit, the people we're with, the things we eat, the children we bear, the parents we have. He is as close as the breath inside of you, which the Spirit breathed into you to create you out of nothing. We owe everything to God. And he is creating your future from the spaces in your life. So every spring we go to our little roses, um, which is a girl's home, mainly for uh, girls that have been orphaned. And there is a young woman there named Eileen that I've gotten close to and really admire a lot. She's um, 17 years old now, and she writes poetry. And she had a very, very um, empty childhood, shall we say, and it has, has very much seen how God has um, rescued her from that. And so she wrote this poem um, to express both of those things, this feeling of abandonment she had, but also this feeling of a of that space by God. So here is her Eileen's poem. Waterfall, waterfall, wash my sins away. Make the pain go away. Waterfall, waterfall, make me forget. Make me drown in your precious waters. Make me drown so I can no longer feel the ferocity of my flesh being peeled by the real me that is so tired of hiding inside. Waterfall, waterfall, have mercy on me. So in this place of the darkness of winter, early in the day, the chaos of life in 2019, God is creating your full and abundant life in the spaces that you believe are empty. You matter to your creator. Your life is a creation of his alone, not of yours. We have no other help but that which is our creator has provided through our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who saves us from our limited and scared selves and our fear of those empty spaces. You are a new creation in Christ forever and ever. Amen.